Did she say why she wouldn't try the pie? No, she wouldn't say anything. She just kept shaking her head. Maybe she's diabetic. No, she carries Edmund's donuts in her purse. Maybe you said something that offended her. The only thing I can think of is I told her we should have those moving walkways all over the city. Like at the airport? Yeah. That's a great idea. Tell me about it. We could be zipping all over the place. They could at least try it. They never try anything. What's the harm? No harm. Anyway, I'm sorry. There was no reason for her not to taste that pie. Dumper. I never broke up with anyone for not tasting pie. <sighs> I once broke up with someone for not offering me pie. You did? You could be eating a hero. You wouldn't offer me anything. It's a sickness. Well, I can't walk anywhere now. I'm just going to be wishing there were walkways. October 31st, 2021. Hello. Hey there. There's some frustrations going on on this end. Well, new technologies. Well, okay, so I got a new computer, and so now I'm recording in a new version of Adobe Audition, which I've never used before, and I've never set up this mic on this laptop before. And then I lost my post-it. The post-it went missing. I've never lost a post-it in all the years we've been doing this show. The twit post-it is always right there because I'm always putting notes I've on always it. I've always said you're going to lose the post-it. Yeah, and you never lost the post-it. That's right. Until today. So it's a very good system. Mm. One error in all these years. It's a system. It's a good system. It's a system. One error <clears throat> in all these years. <laughs> Anyway, Hi, everyone. Now I have a replacement post-it. That's right. You took the time, and that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what's on it. <laughs> Listen, that was pretty patronizing. No, it was funny. Yes, but also patronizing. Well, it can be both. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the... What? Well, go ahead. <laughs> I'm listening. Wow. <laughs> no, it's good. This is hostile. <laughs> the uh, coming soon section of the website has been updated through September of 2022. Oh my goodness. So you won't spend any time over the holidays wondering. Well, there's still not a premiere date for Genesis Avalon, Patriot, or the um, show that we have not revealed the title of yet. Those are both still coming in in production. Those will be worked in. They will be added as soon as we know for sure. Um, and that's one of the other things I was going to mention is that um, the first completed episode of Patriot is in and it's amazing. It sounded great. I think it's Kat's best directing work she's ever done. It's oh my so good. Goodness. Um, and I can feel her glowing from oh, here. Yeah. She's like the sun. You know. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's going great. And if um, everything continues to go great, then it should premiere sometime this winter. Uh, again, we're not going to set any dates yet. We're going to let another episode or two come in and see how, uh, you know, be sure the schedules are all aligning and everything's okay. Yeah, and she's like, cool with the workload. And yeah, it's like a big bubbling stew. You know, we want to make sure it's ready. But the aroma mm, smells so good. Smelling so good. Okay, and um, we've also heard the completed first episode of that other show that we cannot tell you the name of yet, and we're uh, it sounded great. Vincent and Paul did a great job on it, and we're just trying to nail down the feel and the sound for the show before we move into production on the other episodes. Yes. Because so you want to get it right. Exactly. You know? Not gonna... that it was bad. We're just like, is this what this should sound like? Maybe it should sound like this. You know, one of those things. We're taking our time. Yeah. Making sure the soundscape is set up properly. And can be maintained through the whole show. Right. The same way. So in any case, that's, um, yeah, progressing along. And we will let you know as soon as we have a release date for that as well. 
Yep. And then, um, the other thing, <laughs> what? Nothing. What? You're in a mood. I don't know. Maybe. And I am where it's targeted, and no, I don't like that. That's not true. You yeah. just happen to be the only person here. <laughs> That's okay. not the same. That's not, you're not a uh -huh. target. Okay. You're just. <laughs> sure. November, we'll see the nomination and voting process for the Pendy Awards. Ah, yes. As happens every year. It is that time again. Can you believe it? Yep. Um, I don't know exactly when the nomination period will begin. Sometime this very coming week, probably in the next couple of days. But our schedules are pretty busy, so I'm not sure when I'll get everything up. So just keep an eye on PendantAudio.com for that. Because Soon. I'll still tell you, way less people nominate than vote. And so if you go and you put nominations in for mm -hmm. your favorites, you have much more of a say in who ends up winning. Because That's true. normally it's like such a fraction of the number of people who vote will nominate. So you have a much bigger say if you nominate there and then vote again after. So, so definitely nominate your favorites. That's right. And that's all. That's it. That's all you got to do. But that's all we have for the episode. Oh, well, that too. I mean, as far as I know, since I lost my original post-it. <laughs> that's okay. We'll figure it out eventually if we miss something, right? Right? Yeah, that sounds like us. From Cary, North Carolina, we have Katie Milholland on the line. Hello, Katie. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. How is life in North Carolina? It is beautiful. I'm a, a little closer to the coast than the mountains, so fall mm -hmm. is just now arriving, mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying watching all the leaves come off the trees. That's cool. How 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 long do you get for fall? Um, we we get we get a lot of what we call false falls, uh, where it's fall weather for a couple of days and then summer's back. Or it's mm -hmm. fall weather for a couple of days, then it's winter. So I would say our fall really full steam is probably only a couple of weeks. Uh, but I okay. feel like it lasts for months because I count all the false falls. Fall is my favorite season. So oh, okay. I and get as many days of it as I can. And what makes fall your favorite season? Um, I, I think that's a very good question. I'm not sure. It always has been. Probably it's just because the temperature is so nice that I can be outside. And mm -hmm. I don't have the pollen associated with spring. So I get to mm. just be outdoors as much. I'm very fair. Uh, and so mm -hmm. the sun and I are not quite friends. So it needs to gotcha. be cooler temperature. And I have to be able to wear like long sleeves to spend any meaningful time outdoors. Right, right. We have about a week of fall here in Atlanta. And we basically have two seasons, pollen and hot pollen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very fair. In the spring each year, we say we have the great pollening that happens. My most liked TikTok video was showing the great pollening, just two giant pine trees shedding so much yellow. When um, I go on trips and I park my car in covered parking um, and it's clean, and then I come back after a week and it's in covered parking, my car is yellow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can tell around here who has a, uh, who has a garage and who doesn't mm -hmm. um, for their vehicle. I lived in Charlotte for, for seven years, so I, I know what you're talking about. It, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad there, too. Um, we had, uh, what was it, code orange, code black, whatever it was, air quality, like all the time. A friend of mine said, um, you know, from Rochester, New York, and she was like, Oh yeah, the air quality here is the pollen count is like 800 and people are going insane over that. I said 800. 
She was like, yeah. I said, oh, we cracked 6,000 yesterday. <laughs> she goes, 6,000? How do the kids play outside? I said, they don't. They play Xbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's also known as indoors time. Or, yes. you know, tip extra for your door dashers and other people that have to be outside. Yeah. 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 So um, welcome to the hot seat. Um, we have questions. Hopefully you have answers or this is very short and one-sided. And, yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> um, if not, you know, you can make something up. We probably won't know. <laughs> and it'll sound well, that's good. the thing is I'll have answers. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be on point or true, but I can always make something up. There you go. There you go. So um, let, let's jump right in. And before we get into stuff that you've done here in Pendant, how did you find your way into voice acting and, and, and independent? Yeah, so I found Pendant specifically on Reddit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a, I think, record this for free or voice acting subreddit. And I um, professionally am an instructional designer. So I develop training materials. And through most mm-hmm. of the companies I've worked for, I've had to do voiceover for training tutorials, mm-hmm. uh, which can be very, you know, sort of dry. You're mostly reading as if you're a friend, uh, but you don't get to, to play characters. And I right. had left a position where I was doing like a ton of voiceover and I loved it. Like none of my colleagues, for whatever reason, want to hear their voice on film, on, on recording. And I freaking love it. So I was doing like everybody's recordings. Uh, Cause to me, it's like my little Beyonce moment in the, in the little uh, studio <laughs> recording area. Right, right, right. Um, right. So then when I, <laughs> I left a job where I was doing a lot of VO and uh was missing it desperately. And so I started up, I had plenty of people like contacts that were like, oh, you should do this professionally. And I, I did, and I got so overwhelmed by the clients not being pleased with the work or wanting this re-edited or this, you know, cut out. And I went, well, this just sucked all the fun out of it. Um, right, I right. think I want, because where when I work do it, you know, through a, an employer, they've got like an audio crew that'll take care of it. So I was like, I want to record, but not have to be responsible for the audio editing. Mm-hmm. And then Pendit magically appeared. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect, you know, real low pressure and I get to record, I get to do the fun stuff and somebody else pieces it all together. Um, and then somebody else, even before that is, Mm -hmm. is writing fun stuff for me to say. So it's just been, it was just sort of the perfect thing for me at the time when I was, uh, craving some, some more voiceover that was a little more freeing and creative. There you go. And, and now it's, you know, more fun than instructional, I take it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, because it's like I said, with the uh, with instructional design, it's very, you know, in this tutorial, you're going to learn versus like playing Agent Vell on Mage and Machine. That's, you know, she's the 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 cop that, you know, takes things seriously and is protecting her, her, you know, everyone under her protection and and is just a, a fun, interesting sort of character to play. And she mm-hmm. fortunately doesn't have that many lines. Uh, because I'm a chronic overthinker. And so I probably record <laughs> way more takes than they need. I am not uh, a professional voice actress, I'm more of a voice over person. And so uh, it's mm-hmm. been it's been great learning some new things and, and getting to cut my chops on a character that that feels manageable, because I'll get like, three or four lines in a script. And I'll be like, all right, good. That's about <laughs> that's about the bandwidth that I've got as a new person. But now I'm actually going to audition for seminar because I think uh, I can, I can stretch a little further and I appreciate uh, if there's an opportunity there. Yeah. So how is the transition going from to create a new test, click the new test button to doing some kind of um, 
you know, a role and an act? Yeah, I think the biggest difference for me, the biggest challenge has been consistency. So, you know, when I auditioned, I was like, sure, this is what, you know, uh, this character would be like, but I have, I honestly still don't know. I'd have to go back and listen. I'm not sure I've played her the same way every episode. Uh, so it's really being focused on, okay, who is she and how does she speak? Cause like with tonal quality with say a voiceover, I just slip into that voice and it's easy. But with, with her, it's having to main some, maintain some sort of, this is a real person uh, who has some depth to them, mm-hmm. not somebody who changes every time you hear them. And that's been a fun, fun thing to play with. I'm not sure I'm hitting the mark yet, but I don't think any newbie necessarily does. Uh, the point is to have fun along the way. Definitely. And I know that the, the small stuff that I've gotten to do hasn't been re- recurring. So um, for me, it's just been hey let's just put that out there and see you know throw it at the wall and see how it sticks but um yeah. so let's let's talk about major machine how, what drew you to miss bell um well in in full disclosure i auditioned for everything mm-hmm. um and they were i think very very sage uh in not giving me one of the main roles um but i feel like agent bell's a character i i understand in terms mm-hmm. of like being really professional and feeling like she needs to, you know, take care of others and being really strict and firm and, and very directing. Um, and, you know, it's, it just felt more accessible for me, which may be why then the audition came across as that way versus like, you know, the star-eyed teenage girl or the, the, the lady Chanley who has a British accent and I would not be able to do without offending those, without offending people who actually speak, uh, <laughs> with that accent. I understand. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally understand that. Respect. So yeah, so it's been, uh, yeah, it's been pretty easy to wrap my mind around her, which is nice. Um, now, without getting spoilery, is there anything that you've done with her that um, you're really proud of or, or that stands out that um, um, that you can share? Yeah, I think, you know, it was interesting because I was just listening to your podcast that you did, I think, uh, the twip of a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, with the, the girl who plays Kyleri, Kyleri mm-hmm. who's the main character. And she said something that when I listened to it, I went, ah, that's the same thing happening with me. She said, it's taken her until this now, these, these sessions that are coming out, these recordings that are coming out now, uh, second half of season two, mm-hmm. to really get the character and feel it and emote from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the same thing. These last couple episodes I have recorded, I, I have gotten better at emoting and being more authentic, at least to my own ear when I record it. So I'm okay. intrigued to see when it comes out, if that actually translates. Cool. Yeah, but in like in a specific like thing that that we're doing, not not necessarily. You know, there's no plot twist or something I would give away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, we have spoiler ninjas. They they go way back. Um, So was you said you um, auditioned for everything with Major Machine? What was it about the show that that drew you? Um, Well, it's it's a first off, it's a show I would consume or I do consume, right? It it's Mm a it's absolutely the sort of genre that holds my interest. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was, it was what was auditioning at the time that I was like, I really want this. I, I happen to be a believer in you know, serendipity. And if I'm thinking of something and it pops up into my view, well, that's, let's go try for that. Um, okay. So it was a combination of those two. Okay. Um, is there any kind of role or um, kind of scene that you would like to see yourself get to, get to do? I think we're already sort of starting on an arc that seems interesting specifically for this character of, of, 
you know, the relationship she has with Mac and, and sort of a, mm-hmm. I view it as there's some, there's some, there's not respect because he's clearly chosen a different life that she doesn't really, you know, she would not choose for herself, but there is some respect in that he is a, you know, honor among thieves sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it, sort of playing off of, you know, here's your enemy, but you, you still have a touch of respect for them, um, which is kind of fun. But other than that, like I, I, for other roles, I was very close to getting um, a video game voiceover uh, where the characters didn't speak English. They just spoke sort of this gibberish Scandinavian almost sounding language. Mm-hmm. And that was just delightful. You know, sometimes I can get in my own head too much about, you know, making sure I choose the right word to put emphasis on and speaking mm-hmm. nothing but gibberish was just playtime. And it was a lot of fun. So how do you approach something like that? How do you get across words like Vin Diesel voices Groot for mm-hmm. all of the languages, actually? So when he says, I am Groot, he says it in different with different inflections because he knows what the words are that Groot is saying when he says them so he can say, I am Groot in different ways. And then he does it also in all of the other language. Uh, Spanish and French and, you know, all those languages. How do you take that gibberish and make it something that means something to the person listening, or is it not quite that developed on the, uh, the game? No, it was, it, it, for me, it was the key of emoting as if there was somebody coming to to me. So this character that I was getting was sort of like the town greeter, like the one who was there to welcome you. Mm -hmm. And so I was sort of channeling if somebody came to me that didn't speak English, right? How would I, how would I speak in my voice? And what would that tone be to be super welcoming and be super open? And I, uh, you know, used to work for Disney World and at Disney World, they teach you all about, you know, how to be outgoing and friendly and, and, you know, all of that. So all of that sort of piece, I just channeled my inner Disney cast member, my inner Barbie from Toy Story <laughs> and just went to town with, Hey, I'm so happy to have you here, but in gibberish, uh, nice. and, you know, being welcoming and friendly and all of that. Okay. That's cool. That's, that's a yeah. skill that that's yeah, a, well, that's I mean, a life I skill. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it actually is good advice, but I was very close. I was the runner up to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you didn't, didn't do it all completely wrong then. Cause I mean, that's still pretty good. Yeah. I thought it was very sweet. The developer reached out to me and he's like, listen, we were really torn on who to go with. And we, you know, it was so close. And if there's another character that comes up that work, we will reach out to you, but they're, you know, a shoestring, you know, sort of independent sure. video game producer. Um, and so, you know, but I thought that was very sweet of them to even reach out to me. Cause again, it mm-hmm. was gibberish for me and it was just playtime and, and that somebody responded positively to that just, you know, makes me happy. And for them on their end, they said it was delightful to hear these characters they've been forming for so long actually have voices because it was an all guy production crew. Mm-hmm. And so to hear a female voice and being this friendly over the top sort of, you know, hostess. Uh, wasn't something they could do internally. So it was sort of one of the first times they got to have an external sound and person sort of involved. And it, I think it brings it to life for them in a different way too. Yeah. I love it. Anytime I can collaborate with other creatives, that's, that's what I'm here for. Cool. Um, So you're going to audition for seminar. Yeah. Have you looked at any of the other shows in pendant? Um, I have, not because for a while there I was just taking a break from things and just keeping mm. um, Agent Bell on and it's just recently that I'm like you know I think I think I'd like to to do this more often again um, so it's just sort of popped up on my radar screen again cool 
Well, there there are, as you know, auditions popping up when you least expect it, you know, all the time. Yep. So hopefully we will get to hear you in more stuff. Yeah, I hope so that too. And I hope it yeah, that it that people enjoy what I have to bring. because uh, I know I enjoy doing it. So hopefully there's enjoyment on the other end. There well, there has been on the, from here. So um <laughs> And, and I get to listen to the stuff before it's released to make sure that everything is all in line and, and with sounds and not, you know, transitions from one scene to another, the, the right levels and all that. So I get to preview for quality. So I get to get to listen to things a little early. And um, yeah, I've enjoyed hearing you and I'm looking forward to hearing you more. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Always good to hear. It's, it's a, a different experience for me to do voiceover where I don't have immediate feedback. So I'll record, I'll do the takes, and mm -hmm. then it's, I wait for the episode to come out uh, much as anybody else, which I think is probably a good sign that mm -hmm. uh, Blinks has not had to reach out to me and coach me in some way. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's a little strange. It's a bit like, you know, recording into the void and then, you know, hoping it, hoping it lands. Yeah. And the recording lead time is pretty long because we, you know, we make sure that everything's got enough time to get recorded and edited and put together and then put out there. So yeah, yeah. Are you working on other stuff? Um, my big task, big job uh, is uh, I'm currently on a sabbatical. I'm one of the many I think that are doing the the great resignation as the media likes to portray it. So the main thing I'm working on right now is figuring out what the next chapter in my career is going to be. Mm -hmm. So with that's been a lot of just sort of fun little activities. So I've been dabbling in in sort of screenwriting and shorts. Uh, from the writing side, I want to get into more of the voice acting and then maybe bring up uh, some I developed videos professionally, you know, start getting back into video development and see oh. what really sparks my interest and decide from there, you know, what's what's next? Where's the next chapter starting? Well, you know, if you're writing shorts, well, you're going to audition for seminars. So, you know, that we have a whole show about, you know, shorts. Yeah. And you could yeah. totally write for that. I know. I, you know, that's in my head when I say well, I'm writing and, and trying it's a you know private you know just uh never share with anybody but I think you're absolutely right I, I should make that a goal I'm going to start I'm going to commit that here I'm going to make that a goal to see if I can create something Tilly's always asking right I mean Tilly's always like hey you know we have openings for you know script openings for a seminar yeah so go oh, yeah. for it I think you will inspire me exactly it's good to have a goal I you know they have yeah, been watching a lot of consuming a lot of like script writing uh, uh -huh. videos and all that and they're like just expect that your first draft is going to be terrible just go with that and that's been the <laughs> hardest lesson is trying to accept my first draft maybe my second maybe my third are just going to be not up to standard but it's the fact that I have a standard means that I probably can learn to do this it's just a little bit of painless painful process in the in the short term so yeah I'll set that as a goal something that I can then submit to Tilly and uh, get some feedback on. Yeah, I love it. You're welcome, Tilly. Thank you for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, as is our um, tradition, as we get towards the end, we start wrapping things up with bullet questions. So I'm going to toss some stuff out there. First thing that come to mind, there are no wrong answers, usually. And um, yes, although now I do feel like because you said there's no wrong answers, usually the challenge my brain has just <laughs> accepted from you is to answer these so as wrong as wrong possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> just, <laughs> I saw just that so coming. I can be unique. Yeah, I'm a right? little, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. no, 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 mm -hmm. we're good. Go for it. All right, favorite Muppet. 
my favorite Muppet is, uh, I am not the shrimp, I am a king prawn. And I, is it just king prawn? Is that what his name is? Oh, his name is, um, oh. But he's voiced by Hank Azaria. And just the way he just will stomp his little shrimp foot and be like, I am not mm -hmm. the shrimp, I am a king prawn. I just, uh, I, I love him. A, a more accessible one maybe is Gonzo. Pepe. Say Gonzo. He's a good backup. Pepe, Pepe. That's right. It's Pepe. Yeah. Pepe All right. And yes, I cheated. I Googled. All right. Oh, so Pepe. All right. Favorite pizza topping. I'm sorry. What was that one? Favorite pizza topping. Favorite pizza topping. Uh, pepperoni. Okay. Um, favorite Star Trek movie. Or since we have so much on streaming now, we'll, we'll bring that all in. So favorite Star Trek production. Ooh, that's, that's a hard one. Okay, so if we're going old school, I'd say the uh, Star Trek uh, that featured Saving the Whales. I was a kid mm -hmm. when that came out and that just delighted me to no end. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, I actually really like the rebooted version of Star Trek. Okay. Uh, I saw that obviously when it came out. Now, my father and I ended up getting into a huge debate over this because he kept <laughs> saying, that is not Captain Kirk. They've completely changed the story. This is not okay. He was very unhappy with the reboot. And I saw it as the same way I see Wicked, which is what a delightfully different way to change a known universe. So you're not tied into you know, everything that came before, right? So you're, mm -hmm. you're showing such a different alternate that now I've got all this freedom that I didn't have and I wouldn't have if I was trying to keep all of the, the past timelines intact well that was the what i thought was the beauty of that was that it was an alternate universe mm -hmm. so his beloved universe was still intact it's just there was a new branch yeah and that was years before multiverse kind of became a popular thing within marvel so it was to me it was one of the first times i really saw that i thought it was just handled beautifully for mm -hmm. rebooting for a new generation that doesn't have all of those ties right um, to the old ones yeah um favorite star wars production gotta give equal time gotta give equal time to star wars well you know i'm, I'm partial to the first three you know the first three that were released so the middle mm -hmm. set um but i also have really fond memories of when the the second set was coming out so episode one was coming out i was living in orlando at the time and a group of us as friends you know did the whole lineup outside amc theaters mm -hmm. and queues for like hours and so everybody there was a fan we were all excited and so that memory of that experience of getting to go into episode one is probably mm -hmm. my best star wars memory um but it is uh, as far as favorite movies go the first trilogy set is my deal i was born the year the first one came out my birthday is may the fourth so may the fourth be with you <laughs> you nice. know my uh it's a uh, it's sort of woven throughout my life there you go yeah um i think there's something to be said about being having that experience of standing in line waiting to get into the movie for you know when it opens i know when the re-releases were done and for the prequel trilogy i did midnight showings for all six of those just on principle yeah yeah you i think it's and it doesn't necessarily have to be because i know in today's day and age you wouldn't be waiting in line but that collaborative sort of group participation like same thing mm -hmm. with i remember watching lost or even more recently game of thrones like it's just a lot of fun to consume the the media and do it as a collaborative social thing rather mm -hmm. than just alone it really adds an additional element that helps it i think you know step right. for the and then you and then you have the memes on top of that <laughs> right <laughs> endless lulls yeah yes baby yoda holding a cup of coffee even though it was soup still it oh works. yeah 
I should say in fairness, I've not seen Mandalorian, but everyone says that oh, it is absolutely so fantastic. It is yeah. so well written. It's so well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what I've heard. Big and that fan. John Favreau, it can do no wrong. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's a great production. Yeah. Honestly, I think Disney said to him, okay, you're going to have the flagship show when we launch Disney Plus. So you need to do something that is going to make the fan base go insane. And at the end of the first episode, there's the reveal with the hand and mm -hmm. the fan base went insane with baby. Well, Yoda. and I love, I love that he chose to con to use a puppet instead of CGI. I mean, the technology is yes. there to do CGI, but the puppet really harkens back to the original and, mm -hmm. you know, Frank Oz sort of stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yep. yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely have baby Yoda merch in my house, even though I've never <laughs> seen Mandalorian, that baby Yoda is objectively adorable. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, very well done. Start to finish on that one. All right. Um, favorite Marvel production? Favorite Marvel production. Mm -hmm. um, I stayed along with the MCU universe for all of it uh, through to the end game. Um, I would say, ooh, I, I do love so many of them. I'm not sure I can actually just pick one favorite. I'm overthinking it. You're like, there's no wrong answer. But each time my, my brain lands on one, it, it, uh, it shoves it off. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'd have to say, because I did not expect it to be very good. And then yes. I went in and yes. I adored it start to finish. Mm -hmm. I think what a Thor Ragnarok's up there too. Yep. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, great soundtrack. But yeah, I think between the two of those, between Guardians of the Galaxy and then what Taika Waititi was able to do with, uh, mm -hmm. with Thor, like those are, those are the ones I can watch on repeat really easy. Um, and then DC production. Oh, easy, Wonder Woman. Good call. All yeah. right, well, those are good answers. Hey, thanks. All, all of them were super long until you got to DC. I'm like, well, that's pretty cut and dry there, pal. So, <laughs> Not so, a lot of choice. So much of <laughs> so much for well, there's a lot of you know, they have all those shows that were on CW. You have, you know, there's stuff out there beyond the, the current movies. Yes, but you're right. So much for bullet questions. I didn't answer them quickly until the end. And, ah, so I still managed not... to do it wrong. So yay, I won. <laughs> that's right. right. Tell her what she's won. <laughs> <laughs> You win a virtual prize, imagine anything in the world, and pretend you got it. Oh, yay, what I've always wanted. Okay, this is my game show voice for any of the people out there that need a game show voice role. There you go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'd book you. It sounds great. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to sit in the hot seat today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Uh, you know, with my one little role, this really felt... Uh... This really felt special and exciting to be on your podcast and uh, to, to do some more with you guys. Awesome. Well, we will definitely have you back again as, and you know, we'll talk more major machine and more stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what else we can talk to you about when that, uh, that comes around. Yeah. Sounds great. Always a pleasure to, uh, to be involved in this stuff. And again, thanks for having me. Awesome. And for now, um, Oh, I almost forgot. Can people find you on social media? Um, honestly, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was quick. There's That's our bullet easy. question. Social media? Nope. Done. Done. No. <laughs> uh, I'm a turtle in her shell at the moment. Yeah, I don't have any social media currently. Okay. Um, uh, at JG underscore QA on Twitter. Um, my name dot five zero three six on um, Facebook or whatever it's about to be called if they change their name. I know I didn't change mine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking before about, hey, if we mess up, 
it, it pretty much stays in. This is what I was talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before this becomes any more of a train wreck, we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. All right. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Don't forget, Pulp Today is out every Monday, and Writer's Block is out every Wednesday. Coming out Wednesday, November 3rd, Kingery, Season 11, Episode 9. This is Dr. Bernice Bowerman, continuing notes on Subject 19, Adult, Cis Male, Late 30s. Name, uh, what was your first name again? Michael. Name, Michael Hooks. Okay, one hour ago, you received a dose of my latest, still completely technically legal creation, Starbright. What are you experiencing? Nothing. Nothing? My eyes feel a little dry. You... Starbright is supposed to crawl right into your pleasure center and motorboat it. You can't be feeling nothing. Uh, around the time she started organizing my life, Mademoiselle Buisson decided I was unreliable when it came to substance abuse. She got me to take an injection of Purbital X. Mm, I thought they banned that stuff. They did, after I came out of my coma. Anyway, since then, drugs, booze, uh, they don't really have an effect. Well, challenge accepted, Michael. And which challenge is that? Ah, uh, oh, <laughs> hello, Miss Buisson. I was just speaking with Mr. Hooks about work. If you can create something that gives Mr. Hooks anything beyond general numbness, I'll be quite surprised. Coming out Wednesday, November 10th, The Pendant Shakespeare, Sonnets, number 16. Mine eye hath played the painter, and hath stilled thy beauty's form and table of my heart. My body is the frame wherein tis held, and perspective it is best painter's art. For through the painter must you see his skill to find where your true image pictured lies, which in my bosom's shop is hanging still, that hath his windows glazed with thine eyes. Now see what good turns eyes for eyes have done. Mine eyes have drawn thy shape, and thine for me are windows to my breast, where through the sun delights to peep, to gaze therein on thee. Yet eyes this cunning want to grace their art. They draw but what they see, know not the heart. Coming out Wednesday, November 17th, Mage and Machine, Season 2, Episode 7. Late again, Mallory. What? I'm not... Come on, I missed it by one minute. Meeting at 11 means meeting at 11, not 11.01. Okay, whatever. Here. Let's start with you, Arvin. Did you get the numbers I asked for? Well, I had to call around, and people kept asking why I needed the information, and to be honest, I was asking that too. I don't need your commentary. What did you learn? The incoming class at Holomere Tech is larger than we're getting at Hall U. Students from all over the country, and, uh, nine other countries as well. Hmm. Winlow, I don't really understand why that's relevant to us. We're not the Hall of Science. Let them worry about it. I don't need you to tell me how to do my job. It's not your job. Until Lady Chanley gets back. Yes, it is. 
la 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 the show is almost done That's the end of the show. Things were a little contentious behind the mic here today. No. A little bit. No, I just have allergies, so I'm like coughing, and I'm trying not to do that on the mic. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> no one wants to hear that. And then yet you just did it. I just wanted to illustrate. The thing that no one wants to hear. Yes. <laughs> but I did it in a much better way. I mean, if it was real, whew, no one, no, that's bad. Okay. See, I think the contention goes both ways. That's what I think. <laughs> you would think that as the contentious one. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website, appendantaudio.com. <laughs> the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio. The Twitter at pendantweb. We're on Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. You can find us as Pendant Productions on YouTube and on YouTube. That's the end of it. Uh, yeah. So, do those things. Sure. And we'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. Your thank you sounded like an apology. <laughs> to them, not you. <laughs> yes, obviously. Oh. <laughs>big bubbling stew you know we want to make sure it's ready but the aroma mm, smells so good smelling so good the theme to twip is mr exposition by kevin mcleod at incompetech.com licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0 the end of the show at the end of the show at the end of the show That's the end of the show. That's the end of the show.